The Summit Lighthouse brings you practical spiritual answers and is the open door to sacred mysteries. These teachings, delivered by Mark and Elizabeth Clare Prophet, are compelling, thought-provoking, and timeless. Here are your hosts, Tom Schumacher and Terry Kennedy. And hello, mystics. Welcome, seekers. And you future keepers of the flame, you've tuned to the open door. This is the online voice of the Summit Lighthouse where we publish, promote, and practice the teachings of the Ascended Masters and where we invite you to awaken to the light within. I'm Tom Schumacher. And I'm Terry Kennedy. And I'm Sid Bennett. Good. We're all here. That's nice. (laughs) (laughs) You know, um, you've heard us talk before about the cosmic clock. And essentially, it is a means of not only focusing the 12 key attributes of the Godhead like um, God vision. God control, God mastery, God victory, but it's also very useful for getting a clear sense of what spiritual lessons and opportunities are coming our way. Now, another way of using the cosmic clock is what we'll begin doing today, which is to look at the perversions of the key attributes of the Godhead through false teachings. Today, we will hear the first of several teachings from Elizabeth Clare Prophet on false teachings and how they line up with the cosmic clock. Now, false teachings pervert our perceptions an attempt to alter our relationship with our Christ self and ultimately with our union to our I am presence. Now, these false teachings, for example, will try to convince you that you are perfect the way you are, which totally eliminates the path of initiation. That, that would take a lot of convincing for me, I'll tell you. <laughs> well, probably for all of us. Well, you know, I guess the, the key point is that it's, it's not external perfection that we should be striving for. It's internal perfection. Well, we have internal perfection. I mean, that's, that's what's missing, you know, what they don't tell you is that we have the presence of God within us. I was thinking about this the other day. We have a threefold flame in our heart that's ignited at birth by the Holy Spirit. We have our mighty I am presence, which is a portion of God, just as a drop of the ocean is the same as the ocean. And so the attempt by false teachers is to deny our birthright, the birthright of who we are and how we become and fulfill the mission that God has for us. You know, I was thinking of, I think it was Esau and Jacob, wasn't it? It wasn't Esau that sold his birthright for dinner. I mean, it was something like that. <laughs> if I'm remembering the Old Testament, right? If I'm not, forgive me. Yeah. But, yes. um, or a mess of pottage. A mess of pottage. Thank you. Maybe it wasn't dinner. I don't know if that was or not. But anyway, <laughs> the point is, don't, don't sell your birthright for some ego massage or, or things that take you from who you really are. And that is the great tragedy of false teachers. They will deny you your birthright. Wow. Well, you know, and I think that's something that we, again, we talk about it all the time. If you don't have discernment, you may not be able to even tell it's happening until it's too late. Well, especially when, you know, we're bombarded in this society. I mean, we're essentially a post-Christian society. So we don't have have the anchoring point, you know, of the biblical stories and examples because they're not taught anymore to to the mass of of the public like it used to be. And so we're confused, and the light bearers are confused. Yeah. What are what are some of the subtle ways of, of doing that? In other words, instead of my coming right out and saying, "Oh, Sid, you're such a wonderful person," what's a very subtle way that I can uh, try to convince you that the human, the human consciousness is is uh, this may, to die for thing? May I interject one, one, yeah. one comment here? Again, this is something we said before that part of. Our true understanding of our nature is that we give all glory to God. Yeah. That God is the doer. So if somebody is telling you that you've done something good and you buy that, then maybe you're not giving the glory to God. You're you're accepting the praise for yourself. For yourself, yeah. So whether it's subtle or gross, it probably doesn't really make any difference. If you accept that tribute, 
yeah. is something you can take personally that I think maybe you've kind of and, and people are vulnerable shaded. because they're never taught that they first of all they have God within them and that, that their outer human consciousness is not really who they truly are. It's you know it's the sorcerer's yeah. apprentice that they've created through we've all created through misqualifying the light of God that pours into our heart from our I am presence every day. And so people naturally identify with their outer consciousness for the most part. Right. And, of course, when you're bombarded with rock music and the media and advertising 24 hours a day, how do you hear that still small voice within? How do you hear the voice of your Holy Christ self? Yeah. And, and if you don't hear that, then you think you, who you are on the outer. When you yeah. look in the mirror, that's who you think you are. And the scented masters teach that's the manifestation of who you are right now, but the true you is the perfection of God already. And so it becomes the soul merging with that without losing, you know, the essence of who you are yeah. is the path to your, your homework to God. It's not perfecting the human. It never has been, but that's the lie that they'll perpetrate. You know, one of the most compelling points on, on my path was when I understood that how powerful words are. And when I learned from the teachers, the, the masters, that when you say, I am, you can insert the words, God in me is, then you requalify those statements. So if you were to say, for example, I'm sick, well, God in me is sick? No, I don't think so. I think you're feeling sick at the human level of experience. Yeah. Right, exactly. Yeah. And, and so that's, again, back to the power of the spoken word, mm-hmm. the power of the light throwing, flowing through your chakras. And, you know, it's, they used to say that the devil's greatest weapon was people didn't think he has existed. <laughs> exactly. And, you know, he's got a lot of favorite weapons, and, you know, we would shows about that. But it's also trying to convince you you're someone you're not no one is telling the people you are a son or daughter of god you have the light of god within your heart you have the potential to walk the earth as a christed one even as jesus walked it i mean that'll get you you know in the old days that would get you the trial by fire literally uh, as blasphemy but that is the the exciting message of the ascended masters and the truth of who we are and who we are meant to be. And the false teachers will do everything they can to keep you from that truth and convince you otherwise. Imagine going through your life from an early age knowing that you had God within you. That was just a given. That was an understood part of your consciousness. It just it was what it was. It is what it is. We, we have not been given that, so we have to learn it on our own sometimes. And so you know, we seek the Holy Spirit. We seek discernment. We seek an understanding that allows us to realize, again, going back to what you were saying a moment ago, that God in me is. So, you know, when we formulated this program years ago, it was based on those four questions. Who am I? Why am I here? What am I, you know, where am I going? How do I get there? Very simple, but we're not taught those concepts. We're not given that sense, like you said, Sid, of who we truly are as a son or daughter of God with divinity within us innately. You know, and I, I uh, found these teachings when I was in my early 30s, and I, I'm really grateful because I discovered what you were talking about. You know, you, you use the word I am properly, and, and it, it begins to reshape your whole way of thinking and your whole life and everything. And you really watch the words that you use. You, you become accountable. You've, you're accountable. Yeah. And, and that's why, uh, because I was entertaining at the time, that's why I stopped singing certain songs. Because <laughs> yeah. the lyrics within those songs were, were more downward spiral. They weren't positive affirmations and did that you, sort of did thing. Did you do any Tennessee or any Ford songs? <laughs> I did. Oh, I did. like 16 tons? I can still give you 16 tons <laughs> if you want it. No, it's yeah. like- <laughs> For those of you listening in, this goes back about a hundred years. <laughs> <I think. laughs> this is my next incarnation. Yeah, 
But, uh, you know, you really have to watch. And, and well, like I say, the, the point I was trying to make was I, <laughs> I earned that. Well, I, I learned that early in, yeah. in my life, so to speak, you know, yeah, early I, 30s. I think another part of this is when you understand that God is within you, um, you live differently. Yeah. You know, things, I mean, if there's, if there's no meaning to life other than eat, drink, and be merry, well, <laughs> you know, anything goes, right? Yeah. But when you understand you have the presence of God within you, you live and act differently. And, you know, it's an understanding of who you really are. I mean, if that basic tenet could be shared, the basic tenet of karma and reincarnation, the journey home, this would be a very different planet. Yeah. Oh, yeah. my. <laughs> it would be an ascended planet. <laughs> well, but the fallen angels would still work just as hard because not only do they want to keep you from the truth, but they want the light that is in your heart. Mm-hmm. And by putting a weight of condemnation on you, which traditional Christianity does, you're a worthless sinner, mm-hmm. you know, and you're only getting to heaven because Jesus did it for you, you know, there's a certain condemnation upon you on there. And you can never break through that um, in the sense of claiming your real God identity. And, of course, what the fallen ones do is they will try to get the light because you think you're so worthless. You don't understand the light that you have in your heart, the light you have in your causal body. I mean, you see the outer, which is very often a man. Well, it's always a manifestation of karma. But you have light, and that light is treasured not only by God, by the fallen ones. So they're trying to get that because they, they're cut off from God. You know, um, this is a good point, I think, to kind of remind people listening into this that we're in the midst of a series right now called How to Spot a False Teacher. And when we talk about these various components, that the, the false teacher will make you feel dependent on them. They'll make you feel good in your human consciousness. They will not uphold your independence of everything but your God consciousness. And the difference, I think, if we learn how to discern that difference, we understand, number one, that if it's ego-driven, if the teachings are less important than the teacher, maybe we have a problem. But if the teacher is true, all that teacher wants for you is your independence your liberation, your ascension. And they don't want to prey on you for your light. And they, want, and they want you to become, to excel and go beyond where they're at. The, the true, true teacher. teacher. Yes. You know, the ascended masters have all the light they need in the sense. They're, they're sealed in immortality. Right. So they are here to help us because they love us and because they know the way home. You know, you don't go someplace without some kind of guide or direction or indication. And once you understand the Ascended Masters, their motivations, and see them at work, it's all so we can establish our identity in God. And we can be independent in the sense that we are under our own victory, under our own vine and fig tree and worship our I Am Presence, our Holy Christ Self as manifest through us. So that's their goal. I mean, we need them far more than they need us. They don't really need us, quite frankly. <laughs> That's true. Um, but out of their love, they're here to help us. So it's a very different uh, attitude. You yeah. know, you mentioned before, I mean, this is worth repeating too, that the orthodoxy that we were raised with, at least in the West, had a lot to do with us understanding that we were only limited to one lifetime and that the Jesus was the uh, exception, not the rule. To turn the tables on that belief and to realize that, in fact, we have been here many, many times given opportunities, thousands of them, to learn, to pass our initiations, to gain self-mastery, that ultimately we are here to embrace that Christ self and ascend to oneness with our I am presence. I mean, that's, in a nutshell, what this is all, our show is all about, is what the teachings of the Ascended Masters are all about. There's nothing really complicated in that message. It's pretty much straightforward. And You're I would add God. One, one thing to that, Tom, is timely. I mean, you know, we're at an end of a certain cycle here now and, you know, the whole issue of Armageddon and so forth. And, you know, a lot of people have a sense that something's really going on here. 
And so it is a decision point for many souls. I mean, it just is. And so take advantage of the light and the opportunity while you have it, because there's no guarantee the light will be here again. I mean, there were golden ages on this planet before, and they were lost. And obviously, we're not in a golden age right now, but the opportunity is there. And it can be a golden age for you in the sense that you find out who you are, where you're going, and how to get there. Don't let the opportunity slip away. And in other words, don't follow a false teaching if you can tell the difference, because that's just going to take you down a blind alley and maybe remove you from the opportunity, Matt, for a long, and, and long time. And if you're a little confused, you know, you call on the Holy Spirit for that gift of discernment to know the truth. And, <clears throat> you know, I always believe in getting down on your knees and say, God, I'm a little dense, <laughs> so you're going to have to really make it clear to me, you know, mm-hmm. That what is the right way? Because there's a way that seemeth right, yeah, and it's not really right. You know, before we went, um, before we go to break, there's one other point we made in the last couple of shows about the masters will always invite you. In fact, they might even compel your demand that you ask them to show them, I mean, show you their light. Right. In other words, if they're coming to you in any way, shape, or form, you can challenge that light. You can say, "Show it to me." Yeah, the false teacher can't do that. They don't have it. Yeah, they uh, they can't stand up to that. Challenge the light within me, you know, yeah. is what is what the true messenger will say. Was there a phrase that I, I'm forgetting it now that pertains to that? How that request can be framed? I'm not sure. Okay, yeah. <laughs> but anyway, you know, I demand a command. If you're not of the light, depart from me. Yeah, you know, there you go. That works. That, you that, can that even works. <laughs> you can even say it. You know, I mean, if you don't want to say it in an outer way, I mean, you can say it, you know, before your altar and and name the situation or circumstance. Right. Well, we're coming up hard on a break already, and as I said at the beginning of the show, we're going to be listening to lecture excerpts from Elizabeth Clare Prophet on assigning false teachings to various levels and hours of the cosmic clock. And on, on our path, we strive to overcome our human nature and through self-mastery gain our God identity. And false teachings subvert this goal through numerous very clever means We'll look at a couple of these strategies when we return after a short break, so please stay tuned. Be right back. It's your world. Motivate. Change. Succeed. VoiceAmericaEmpowerment.com At the Summit Lighthouse, our goal is to help you awaken to the light within and discover your real self. Today, thousands of spiritual seekers all around the world are using the universal teachings of the Ascended Masters to make their higher selves a permanent part of their reality. And you can too. The Ascended Masters are the saints and sages of East and West from all major religions and spiritual paths. They have walked where you walk and understand the challenges you face, and their teachings are always practical. By applying the science of the spoken word through verbal prayers called decrees, the masters teach us how to harness the healing power of the violet flame and other spiritual energies to transform our lives and our world. On The Open Door, it is our goal and great joy to bring you Ascended Master teachings that you can apply in your life right now. To learn more about the Summit Lighthouse and the teachings of the Ascended Masters, visit us today at tsl.org and discover how you can awaken to the light within. It's what you're here to do. Remember, tsl.org. Those seeking a higher spiritual path question everything. It is the nature of a spiritual seeker. They look deeply at all world religions and know that there are nuggets of truth within them all. 
The Summit Lighthouse is a deep repository of spiritual wisdom delivered by the Ascended Masters through their messengers Mark and Elizabeth Clare Prophet. For over 50 years, we have brought seekers worldwide liberating teachings that include the violet flame, the creative power of sound, and a deep personal connection to the Masters of Light. The goal of our show is to bring you timely spiritual teachings that are practical and liberating. For a free download of one of our most popular books, go to www.summitlighthouse.org forward slash radio downloads. Follow us on Twitter for more great ideas at Voice America Empowerment. You are listening to The Open Door, brought to you by the Summit Lighthouse. Please send your comments or questions to webradio at tsl.org. Now, back to our show. And we are back. Thank you for staying with us. Today on The Open Door, we're continuing our series on how to spot spot false teachers. And in particular today, and I think probably the next two shows, we're going to be exploring a very interesting concept here, which is to assign various false teachings, without naming names, by the way, but assign false teachings to various elements of the cosmic clock. And false teachers use many different means to try and pull us off the beam of our ascension. Here's more. Now, I have taken what I consider to be 12 key false teachings, and I have lined them up on the 12 lines of our clock, the cosmic clock, are 12 positions of the solar hierarchies, 12 cosmic hierarchies who focus 12 virtues of the Godhead. These virtues of the Godhead are very important focal points for your God realization. As they appear around the clock, they make a formation of three crosses. Now, if you imagine a clock or draw a clock on your paper, 12, 3, 6, 9 makes a cross, right? You connect the lines, you've got a cross. That's the blue cross. And it's the cross of power and the hierarchies of power. Then you connect 1, 7, 4, 10, and you have another cross. That's the pink cross. The hierarchies who energize the action of love by their qualities And we will examine the false teachers who pervert that flame of love. We will examine the false teachers who pervert the flame of power. And the third cross on the clock, 28511, is the yellow cross of the Christ consciousness. These three crosses as focal points held by the cosmic hierarchies in the four quadrants of the circle make the trinity of Father, Son, and Holy Spirit. Father the blue, Son, the yellow, and Holy Spirit, the pink. You'll notice that every cross has a point in every quadrant. You divide the circle into four quadrants. Each point of the cross touches one of the three points in each quadrant, which shows you that each cross is anchored in the etheric, mental, emotional, and physical bodies and planes. Now the first false teaching we're going to consider is the one that is a perversion of the 8 o'clock line. It is the yellow cross, perverts the mind of Christ and the flame of justice. It is a shattering experience and affects the emotional body, compromising the awareness of the Christ emotionally. This teaching promises self-realization in a shiny new package, 
a 60-hour feel-it-don't-think-it seminar or training session. The message is to get in touch with your feelings directly by simply doing and dispensing with the over-analytical intellectual preoccupations of so many other therapies. You pay a fee for two weekends, and in two weekends you're supposed to really have it. A trainer comes in and harangues the group like a drill sergeant with techniques and ruthlessness, calling them names such as turkeys, swearing at them, building the tension in the room until the crowd begins to break down. We're going to throw away your whole belief system. We're going to tear you apart and put you back together, screams the trainer. This is taken from an individual who took this course. A journalist has written about this training session. He says that the efforts of the group are commonly called hypnotism. By distorting the fundamental stimulus response mechanisms of eating, moving, sleeping, smoking, or going to the bathroom, while the trainer bombards them hour after hour after hour, the training would shake, confuse, and finally dislodge the old ideas and behavior patterns. Then in would go the desired perceptions and ultimately the notion that you are perfect the way you are. This is the important teaching of this session. You are perfect the way you are. If you're perfect the way you are, you totally eliminate the path of initiation, the need to strive for the internal perfection. Belief, logic, reason, and understanding were shown to be non-experiential, and these second-hand exercises had to be abandoned to get at the meat of life. Now here you are, you're coming into this training session. You're coming there because you believe in the teacher. When you believe in a teacher more than you believe in yourself, you're in danger. You have to believe in the Christ within you, in your real self. Nobody ever said you have to believe in your human consciousness. But you have to have what you might call an axis of your being. You have to have that sense of an inner reality. If you don't, you go into such a training session, you are putting yourself totally in the hands of a teacher because you've heard that this is a good teacher and your friends have come out from it, they've been benefited, so you're going to give it a try. While giving it an honest try, whatever they're saying you're going to do because how else can you complete the course? And after all, you've paid your money. You're going to get your money's worth. That's the psychic hook about paying money. Once people have paid a large sum of money, they won't leave the teacher even if their souls are crying out and telling them, leave, this isn't for you. Well, I've paid my money, so I'll stay to see the rest. So this is what you're told to throw out of the window, logic, reasoning, and so forth. After the episode of haranguing, there is a change of pace and the trainer introduces a meditation. He says, create a space in your foot, create a space in your head. Each instruction is hypnotically repeated three times. It's astral because it's a warped thing. You have to go into a warp to suddenly, after all this bombardment, somebody says, create a space in your foot. Well, how do you create a space in your foot? It's like saying a square round. You know, go through a square round hole. It makes you get warped, and it throws you into your astral body. When the state of reverie is apparent, the trainer reads a long creed that is referred to as the poem. No copies of it may be had, even by graduates. The lines are a long, repetitive series of first-person affirmations about expanding awareness and heightening powers. It's a first-person affirmation. 
It'll say, I am this, I am that. But the trainer does not tell you that I am means God in me is. The trainer has already gotten you to throw out your logic, the logos, which is your Christ mind, your understanding, your beliefs, your values. In other words, your entire spiritual indoctrination since childhood, even if it happens to be tainted with a little dogma, a little doctrine, a little of this and that, basically your orientation and religious principles is good for your soul. So they've eliminated all that. Now you start affirming positives, but what is affirming it? What's left? The ego. The ego is affirming I am all these wonderful things. Beware the teacher that tells you your ego is wonderful and you're perfect the way you are. In the outer consciousness, in the human ego, none of us are perfect the way we are. It's ridiculous on the face of it. People in the world know that today, but they get into this course, they get hypnotized by this brainwashing technique, and then they start believing everything they hear. One process is bringing up a major personal problem in a trance-like meditation where the associated emotions and actions are dredged up until the cause of it is reached. 250 people were lying on the floor, writhing and gesticulating amid a din of whimpers, sobs, retching, and orgasmic groaning. Now, we've all been through the sensitivity training trip. We've all heard about institutes where you go and do all these things, and it's being done today. Can you imagine Jesus or Gautama teaching their disciples by having them writhing on the floor and sobbing and moaning? Can you imagine going into the dark and starting feeling one another? The true teachers of mankind do not heighten your sensitivities to the outer self whether to the physical body or to the emotions. The true teacher will heighten your soul sensitivities to God by drawing out the light of your own God presence and saying, here, feel this vibration, test it. This vibration is of the light. When you feel that vibration, you know you are in the presence of the light. Isn't that what the masters do when they give a dictation? They release light and energy and frequency. You come to feel that in your body. You feel the presence of the Holy Spirit. It becomes a measuring rod. When you feel that vibration, you know God is near. When you feel something that is opposite to it, that makes you feel irritated and out of sorts and depressed and all emotional, that's not what the Holy Spirit feels like. A true teacher has to be able to connect you with that flame. There's no point in teaching you to be sensitive to human creation. Human creation is constantly changing. What are you going to be sensitive to? It's here one moment, it's something else the next moment. When you are in the Christ, you can have the gift of discernment of spirits. What is the gift of discernment of spirits? It's one of the gifts that come when you have the Holy Spirit. Some people have one of the gifts, some of them have all nine of the gifts that are listed in the New Testament. Discernment of spirits means that you have such inner contact with the flame that you can discern human emotion, human vibration, human consciousness, pride, and you don't need to writhe on the floor, go through this whole shock scene in order to get that sensitivity. You need to simply develop the flame within your heart. 
Okay, a psychologist has called this technique a time-worn physiological trick which has been used for better or worse by generations of preachers and demagogues to soften up their listeners' minds and help them take on desired patterns of belief and behavior. <laughs> Simply develop the flame in your heart. That's a great, that's a great tactic. We'll be more, <laughs> boy, I have rented lips. <laughs> <laughs> After a short break, we'll be back. Please stay with us. Follow us on Twitter for more great ideas at Voice America Empowerment. Right now, all over the world, warriors of light are working tirelessly to defend your soul's opportunity to achieve oneness with God. These spiritual warriors are keepers of the flame, and though few, the power they wield is greater than all of the weapons made by man. Founded by St. Germain in 1961, Keepers of the Flame is a non-denominational fraternity in the tradition of ancient spiritual orders. When you join, you'll receive a series of lessons that will introduce you to a vast and dynamic spiritual world. See for yourself. Access Lesson 1 right now, completely free, no login required. Simply go to tsl.org slash keepers, and in seconds you could be exploring a whole new world of practical Ascended Master teachings. Lessons are printed or available online for any time, anywhere access, and anyone can join. Discover your real self and explore your full spiritual potential. Become a Keeper of the Flame today and awaken to the light within. Please visit tsl.org slash keepers and prepare to accelerate. Those seeking a higher spiritual path question everything. It is the nature of a spiritual seeker. They look deeply at all world religions and know that there are nuggets of truth within them all. The Summit Lighthouse is a deep repository of spiritual wisdom delivered by the Ascended Masters through their messengers Mark and Elizabeth Clare Prophet. For over 50 years, we have brought seekers worldwide liberating teachings that include the violet flame, the creative power of sound, and a deep personal connection to the Masters of Light. The goal of our show is to bring you timely spiritual teachings that are practical and liberating. For a free download of one of our most popular books, go to www.summitlighthouse.org forward slash radio downloads. It's your world. Motivate. Change. Succeed. VoiceAmericaEmpowerment.com You are listening to The Open Door, brought to you by the Summit Lighthouse. Please send your comments or questions to webradio at tsl.org. Now, back to our show. Once again, we are back, and you may have noticed I'm having a bit of physiological challenge here with my with my jaw and my lips. <laughs> rented, rented lips. Rented lips. Well, you know, it's interesting. I think we're 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 definitely encroaching upon some territory where there's probably some opposition. Indeed. <laughs> I would think that we are wanting to expose false teachers and false teachings is not a lightweight category to be wading into. You, you know, can I just add a comment here if I may, Tom? Sure. That's, you know, having known Mrs. Prophet for decades, literally, I was always impressed by her courage. I mean, she was not afraid to challenge anybody or anything. 
oh. um, if she felt the master's teaching or leading her. And that does take courage. Oh my gosh. <laughs> um, you know, uh, because of the, the, the resulting backlash, so to speak. Yeah, well, there she, are a lot of vested interests out there in keeping the status quo. Indeed. She was a warrior, a she, warrior of light. Yeah, no kidding. Well, you know, one of the things that was mentioned in the last segment was that breaking people down before building them back up is kind of a time-honored, time-worn technique. Well, here's more on that. Another technique, row by row, we were commanded to line up on the stage, standing straight with our toes flush against a long white line to be searchingly examined by our peers in the training. And it would be difficult to imagine the tension and fear that the trainer was able to whip up over this objectively ridiculous exercise. As in any serious training, the overriding effort is to hound and confuse the subjects until they crack under the pressure and in the helplessness of the moment, embrace the system. The helplessness of the moment, embrace the system. We have seen this happen over the centuries. If you can get mankind completely embroiled in war, in violence, in shock, with violence until finally they are conditioned to violence, then you come in with a savior, a new form of government, a revolution, a new president, a new leader, and everybody's so tired of this experience of the shock and the war and everything they've gone through, they'll accept anything that you offer them. Communism, socialism, whatever it is. Whatever new political system suits the ends of those in power to manipulate the mass consciousness, you're so relieved. This shock brainwashing technique is used to make you dispense with your own inner guidance, your own inner Christ consciousness, and get you so confused and so depleted of energy that you can't wait to get back to some kind of a norm and a system that when the system is offered, you take it. Because the human mind feels that anything must be better than what I've just been through. If you're a student of history, you can see how that's been going on for a long time. The final day of the training showed that since our mind has no choice about the stimuli it records or the responses it produces, you have absolutely no choice about what you are or what you do. That's it, folks, crowed the trainer triumphantly. You're a machine, a machine. And that is the conclusion of the course. Then came the miracle. If you accept the nature of your mind and take responsibility for having created all the stimulus response mechanisms it comprises, see, that's a misuse of the teaching of the masters on karma. See, they hook you with the truth, then they twist the truth. The truth is we are responsible. We are creators with God. We have made ourselves to be what we are. We are responsible for the cause-effect sequences. But the answer is not to succumb and say, okay, I'm a machine. The answer is to turn to your I am presence to release the greater cause that is going to consume these lesser effects. Okay, well, inside of you, your soul already knows it's responsible, so it feels condemned and cowed and belittled now when this trainer is shouting at you this concept. In effect, you have freely chosen to do everything you have ever done and to be precisely what you are. In that instant, you become exactly what you always wanted to be. It was amazing to behold, says this journalist. They were perfect exactly the way they were. And everybody accepted that premise, that we're all machines and we're perfect the way we are. 
This program has been described as the ultimate ego trip. The head of the group dismisses as absolute crud how people think their lives are centered in principles. He says that what you experience for yourself is the truth. Anything only believed is a lie. That is taken right from the pages of the fallen ones, the Luciferians in their rebellion. This is the lie they've put out upon us. That if we haven't experienced something, it's not truth for us. And anything we believe without experience is a lie. That's the indoctrination of the arch deceivers of mankind. It's involved in the course, but it's only one thread. There are threads of truth in the course. There are threads of lies. Now, anyone who has just the slightest bit of rebellion against, let's say, the church you were brought up in, where you were told you had to believe this, this, and this, or you would die a sinner and go to hell, all these encasements of the soul in a doctrine and a dogma or a system that you could not understand and therefore was repugnant to you, now somebody's telling you, if you haven't experienced it, it's a lie. Just what you always wanted. An excuse to throw over the whole system, throw out the whole teaching of Christianity because the church forced you into this fear matrix. And all your life you've been subject to this fear of a minister or a priest or a rabbi or what have you telling you, this is what you have to believe. We don't question it because this is how it's come down to us. And so if you don't believe it, you're out. Well, that's a false teaching too, you see. The false teachers have invaded the churches. They have put out a lie that has made people fed up with the church. They throw out the baby with the bathwater. That's what happens. You throw out the whole thing instead of keeping the Christ, keeping the Sermon on the Mount, keeping some basic principles that you have confirmed by your own heart flame. But whoever taught you to confirm the truth by your own heart flame? When you went to church, this is what you believe. And religion is made to be a belief. Well, the masters don't teach that. So you find that there are the false teachers representing the true hierarchy of the church and the false teachers who are really false that capitalize on those lies that we've all been through. So you've rejected your childhood indoctrination. Now you come to somebody that tells you, what you experience for yourself is the truth. So you go out and you decide to experience everything in the whole gamut of living, from the highest to the lowest. Did you find truth? You didn't find truth by experiencing it. You only found relative states of human consciousness. What did they teach you? A little bit about pleasure and pain. You found out about going into pleasure and going into pain and the balancing of the factors of human existence. Well. You have to measure truth by the heart. Is it absolutely wrong to believe something that someone tells you as truth before you've experienced it? No, it's not wrong. The masters are the true teachers. They've been experiencing God for thousands and millions of years. When Saint Germain comes forth and you feel his vibration and his pulsation and his light, and you know that that light energy is a vibration that's equal to the flame of God within you, you can trust what he is saying. You can believe the master. If the master tells you you have an I am presence, you don't have to wait till you feel the I am presence to believe it. If the master tells you to invoke the violet flame, you can begin invoking the violet flame. You can test the flame. 
But what is giving you the conviction whereby you can take the teaching without absolute proof step by step is the vibration. Is your own inner contact first with the Holy Spirit that enables you to test the master. When you are certain that that is a master, because of vibration, because of the spirit, by the nature of hierarchy, you should begin to trust, to take the truth, to apply it. Now, you will always prove that truth by applying it and experiencing it, but you may not prove it all in one day. And if you're going to wait to prove every step that the masters teach, you may be on earth a very long, long, long time. That's why we have teachers. Can you tell me if you want to become an artist or a musician or good at this or that, that you're not going to go out and try to find the person that is accomplished in that field to show you how to do it? Aren't you going to take advantage of someone's mind that has attainment? I mean, are you just going to pull everything out of thin air and have to go through the whole laborious process of deciding whether or not the Earth is revolving around the sun and deciding whether or not the orbit is an ellipse or a circle? I mean, all these things that scientists have proven, are you going to reject the whole thing until you experience it? Think of how many hundreds of thousands of years that's going to take. That's why we have hierarchy. That's why we have teachers. That's why you have a Christ self. I have received commands from my own Christ self that I didn't understand. I didn't know why my Christ self told me to do this or that. I went and did it, or I went and said it, or I related the command to someone else. Sometimes within hours, sometimes within weeks, sometimes years later, I found out why, and I was so glad that I had obeyed, instead of questioning always why. So, this is a false teaching, beware of it. It is absolutely not true that anything only believed is a lie. The teacher, the trainer of this course, describes the training as something that doesn't teach anything but gives people the space to learn from themselves. That would be great on the face of it if you were learning from your real self. But the training session is a 60-hour experience for the breaking down of the Christ consciousness and your own reliance on your own inner sensitivities. Now you're supposed to have the space to learn from yourself, or what is there left to learn from? But your subconscious, the karmic patterns, the impurities, the misqualified energy, and the carnal mind. The teacher says that the training cannot be explained or understood, only experienced. That's not true. But there are a lot of people who say that you can't teach God. He can only be experienced. That's a complete denial of the Christ consciousness. What is the definition of the Christ? The Christ is the communicator. Logos from the Greek comes from the concept communicator. The Christ is the step down of God, and in the Christ, God communicates to us. Communication is the prerogative of God. Wow. <laughs> it's amazing. You know, there's so much there. I think one of the points I was struck by was that you must measure truth by the heart and prove it by application. Mm. It's pretty simple. Any comments before we go to Ray Brothers? Well, I just think that it's an understanding. Um, you know, if God's speaking to us through the Christ, we have to listen. <laughs> yes. And we have to be willing to hear. And, um, you know, I remember once I was driving along and I got almost, it wasn't a voice, but, you know, slow down. Of course, I was going just a tad bit over the speed <laughs> limit. And sure enough, around the corner was a police officer. I thought, What's the lesson here other than, you know, you're not going to get a ticket if you're obedient. <laughs> and to try and apply that 
in the day-to-day life, like Mrs. Prophet said. Sometimes she, or Christ held to do things that weren't necessarily logical, or she didn't know why, but they always bore fruit. And that's where you have to identify what voice are you hearing. Make sure it's your Christ self and not your human self. Well, I, I want the radar detector that you own. <laughs> that's a, a pretty good one. <laughs> yeah. Well, you know, uh, we've got plenty more to discuss when we come back. We're going to take a short break right now. Please stay with us. Back in a moment. starts here. VoiceAmericaEmpowerment.com. It's your world. Those seeking a higher spiritual path question everything. It is the nature of a spiritual seeker. They look deeply at all world religions and know that there are nuggets of truth within them all. The Summit Lighthouse is a deep repository of spiritual wisdom delivered by the Ascended Masters through their messengers Mark and Elizabeth Clare Prophet. For over 50 years, we have brought seekers worldwide liberating teachings that include the violet flame, the creative power of sound, and a deep personal connection to the masters of light. The goal of our show is to bring you timely spiritual teachings that are practical and liberating. For a free download of one of our most popular books, go to www.summitlighthouse.org forward slash radio downloads. Change your world. Change your life. VoiceAmericaEmpowerment.com You are listening to The Open Door, brought to you by the Summit Lighthouse. Please send your comments or questions to webradio at tsl.org. Now, back to our show. You know, I I think that we're in the midst of a very rich vein here. It's um, talking about false teachings. It's really talking about efforts of the fallen ones to take away our Christ consciousness. Indeed. You know, I mean, to, to sum it up in a nutshell, but it's much more varied and complex and subtle than that in many respects because these tools that they use to get our light and our allegiance are time-honored. <laughs> and you, you have to defend who you are. You have to take a stand for the light within your heart, even if you don't fully understand it or integrate with it, you have to take a stand for the presence of God with you. Yeah. I was at the break. I was mentioning on those of you who remember the book 1984 by George Orwell about the. I can't remember everything in the book, but I remember this fellow was kind of going against the system, and in the end, um, when he died or was killed or whatever, I can't remember. It was the last line of the book was he loved Big Brother. <laughs> in other words, he had abrogated his whole identity in God and accepted the false teaching. And when that happens to you, you know, that's a dangerous place to be for the soul. And fortunately, we have maybe another embodiment or two or hundreds to to try to fix that. But take your stand for who you are in God. You don't have to understand everything about it, but know that God is within you. And I think, you know, one of the things Mrs. Prophet said in that last excerpt was she talked about vibration. In other words, you don't have to accept every single thing the Ascended Masters teach day one. I mean, I didn't, mainly because I didn't understand it, a lot of it. But I knew the vibration was true, and my soul responded to the vibration. And I said, I've got to know more. I have to understand this. And so it was incremental yeah. that, that you do this. So try it. Experiment it, whether it was the violet flame, the spoken word, prayers to God or to show you the truth. But don't let your identity be taken from you, because what happens is the false teachers in church and state will take your identity, and then they'll throw you away. 
Indeed, you know, and one of the aspects of discernment that we don't focus on perhaps quite enough is vigilance. It takes an awareness of what is being placed before your consciousness that you have the right and the, 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 your honor bound to question it. Yes. You know, um, I'd give a little shout out here for the pearls of wisdom because uh, I would encourage our listeners who maybe aren't reading the pearls of wisdom to um, apply to get them. You can get them free online. Right. Um, And even though some of it may just kind of go in one ear and out the other, some of it's going to stick and and the brotherhood, the master's. They'll work with you, and they'll you know they'll help you along, and you can re you can reread it a, a week later, and again another week later, and all of a sudden, you're more and more of what they have to say for you. Well, as, as you understand the principles the masters teach, then things start to fall into place. I mean, if you know if I tuned into an Italian radio station right now, I can assure <laughs> you, other than you know a few things, Coca Cola or something that's on there, I wouldn't understand. But it's as you begin to learn the, the vernacular, if you will, the principles, then you start to integrate things at a different level. And this is not just an intellectual exercise. It's the ascended masters, the angels working with you to help it integrate in your soul consciousness of who you are. And I think, again, for myself, when I found these teachings, it was that vibration. It was something within me that responded, said, yes, I need to know this on the outer. I know it on the inner. Now I need to know it on the outer. And, you know, it's a realization, you know, I got a bundle of karma, like most of us do. Some <laughs> yeah. of us have more. But, you know, I need to deal with it. But it's not going to prevent me from finding out who I am and beginning my journey home. You know, you mentioned the pearls. Um, the pearls of wisdom are releases of light. And these are dictations from the masters. These are teachings that come to us directly, unvarnished, undiluted. And you can go to tsl.org and simply put in the search bar, pearls of wisdom, and have the option of receiving printed pearls on a monthly basis. I think we get four a month now, or you can get the digital version for free. Well worth it. And I remembered a story. We I think it was last week. We mentioned how many levels of meaning there are. We all had a right. different different number. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I remember once I was uh, taking the time to use a highlighter to highlight important segments in a certain pearl that I was reading because it was very much speaking to my heart. I'd underline all these phrases. And then about a week or two later, I went back. And I had a different color marker. I don't know why. And I, I started to realize I had already marked things that I thought I understood. But I was marking a whole another section. <laughs> the point was that by the time I got done reading that pearl about five times, I'd underlined everything. <laughs> it was amazing to me that I, I didn't. How about the footnotes? Did you get there? I didn't get those yet. But I mean, <laughs> the point I was wanting to make was that there was something new was revealed every time I read them. You know, yeah, yeah. you look at the media today, and my daughter is, likes these this Flash, I think, is one of the Marvel things. But anyway, there's a TV show. I don't know how many episodes. But she watched those episodes. They're interesting, revealing, and so forth. And when you begin the teachings of the Ascended Masters, it's like everything you pick up is a revelation and is new and exciting. And, I, you know, I can't tell you the number of times, either through a lecture or dictation or reading, where my jaw has dropped. Yeah, mine too. You know, at some profound teaching that your soul just says, yes, I know that to be true, but I never heard it before. And so that's the exciting part of the path of the Ascended Masters. And again, I want to iterate, these are not just a mental body exercise. They are a soul exercise, and you'll feel that. You'll feel the presence, you'll feel the light, you'll feel the integration as you strive to put these on. Very different from the false teachers, which attempt to strip you of who you are and take that from you and take your light 
and then spit you out and throw you away. Yeah. Well, you know, we, we have mentioned many times in various different ways the inner reality of our divine, innate divinity. And one of the things that is a, is a keystone for understanding that in, in the sense that you can really feel it is vibration. You mentioned it before, Sid, that when we are dealing with anything like this, that the vibration is one of the things that we're going to be able to use as our yardstick, as, as our tool for determining whether or not it's true, because the vibration is hand in hand with the heart. And you know what's interesting too, as Mrs. Prophet said, which is also true, the false teachers always have some truth in their teachings. Yeah. You know, so you'll pick up, oh yeah, that sounds right. That's good. I've heard that before. So that's where you have to be careful because there's always a mixture of truth and error. And um, it's the error that's the problem for you. Yeah, and I think it was, there was, this may be a quote, I, I kind of wrote it down in a paraphrase, but when you feel the presence of the Holy Spirit, it becomes a measuring rod. And when you feel that vibration, you know God is near. It's interesting, mm-hmm. isn't it? Well, the vibration is an indicator of how close you are to God. Yeah, <laughs> and, and, and sometimes, even though we may be worldly in one sense, um, our soul can still feel that vibration because it's really who we are at core. Because you may have done all kinds of things in this lifetime that has built a wall of karma between you and God. But you may have many other lifetimes that where that wall wasn't there at the same extent. Yeah. So you can still respond. You can still feel that light. And oftentimes it's people that have made some of the biggest mistakes that can turn around the most quickly. So don't condemn yourself for what you've done. You know, God, I am worthy. Make me worthier still. And on the level of experience, I think there was, there was a quote from that last lecture excerpt that was, is it wrong to believe something that someone tells you before you've experienced it yourself? No, it is not wrong. The masters are the true teachers. They've been experiencing God for thousands and millions of years. You can believe the master. The master tells you, you have an eye presence. Trust that. Well, you can feel it. You know, I mean, you start out by getting the teaching and then you prove it in your life. Yeah. Because if you don't prove it in your life, it's not going to stick, you know. It's got to be that 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 absolute assurance. Yes, I, I've experienced this. I've seen it. I've felt it. And, and, and then, you know, when the tough times come, like they do for every person upon this planet, you can stand upon that rock and not be swayed by the glamour of the false teachings or the easy way out or you're perfect the way you are. Why <laughs> make the effort, you know? Yeah. Or, you know, if it feels good, do it, you know? Um, it, it's these are all lies, and so you know, put yeah. them aside and claim your identity in God. You said something earlier about you know all the noise or whatever, but uh, that's something that people can do is turn turn off the radio, turn off the television, and and allow your Holy Christ self to say something to you. Know, you. you know, I'd like yeah. to say a word for insomnia right now. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I have suffered from insomnia for a long time, and uh-huh. it's it's actually not a good thing. But this morning I was awake at quarter to four. Mm-hmm. And, you know, it's actually a wonderful time to talk to God because <laughs> yeah. it, the world is, is quiet. Yeah. And so you can hear God and experience God in a different way. I don't know how you can exist in this world in a spiritual sense without having time with God every day. And if it means a 345, then do it. Yeah. You know, but that's, I, I just can't see existing without of that. Because once you get going, the world sort of drives you. <laughs> the good side of insomnia. <laughs> there, is, there is a silver lining to insomnia. <laughs> yeah. oh, well, the, the world is quiet at 4 a.m., that's for sure. <laughs> yeah. You know, uh, be, before we leave the show today, uh, one thing probably needs to be said, and that is that we're not attempting to uh, deliver any kind of um, 
negative judgment on any of these trainings or teachings that we're, you know, you're hearing about, but we're making a concerted effort not to name them, not to give you any clues. We're simply using these as examples of how the light can be perverted. And, and they're just they're just repackaged in different ways exactly. all the time. So it yeah. doesn't really matter who they are. Yeah, yeah. It, it truly doesn't. We are at webradio at tsl.org. Yes, we are. Webradio at tsl.org. And uh, get in touch with us if you have any questions. We'd please, be happy to. Please, please do. And any other comments before we go? Uh, the trek upward is worth the inconvenience. <laughs> Indeed it is. That's a good one. Well, that's a variation, but we like to say that though the upward path may sometimes be difficult, the rewards are, are out of this world. world. Thanks, everyone. God bless you. Talk to you next week. Thank you again for joining us this week. Remember, tell your friends and family that they can listen to us live each Tuesday at 2 p.m. Eastern, 11 a.m. Pacific, and Noon Mountain on the Voice America Empowerment Channel. For more information about The Open Door and the Summit Lighthouse, please visit our website, www.tsl.org. We'll see you again next week.